Ratty and Cantati. Ratty and Cantati. R-A-T-T-I-I-N-C-A-N-T-A-T-I. Today's episode is brought to you by Ratty and Cantati. Go to R-A-T-T-I-I-N-C-A-N-T-A-T-I.com. It's an online bookshop focused on indie books, zines, and other media that aim to inspire you to change worlds. Welcome to Wild Blades and Wizards. This is your host, Light the Light Finger Thief, and here I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. And guess what day it is? It's Zine Thursday. Oh, oh, it's my favorite day of the week. I love <laughs> Zine Thursday. However, do you feel a chill about you right now? It feels a little bit cold here. So cold, so cold. It's so cold, and I feel is, is this a draft or is there something else going on around I here? F- I feel the chilling touch of death <laughs> running down my spine. Uh, okay, Logar, why don't you walk? <laughs> why don't you go first down this corridor? Because I'm not too sure what we got down here. It's so cold, it's so cold because of the the, the ghosts. Twenty five. Oh, 25, yes. Apparitions and spirits and hauntings. <laughs> By Don Stroud, who we spoke to quite a few times here. And, and actually, he's got something going on with the Zine Quest I'm really excited about. If you haven't checked it out, this uh, he's got like a new fantasy role-playing game he's putting out based on Mothership, like rule set. Is it going to be science fiction or fantasy? It is fantasy, but it's not like our elves and dwarves fantasy. It's a different take on fantasy. And oh. if you've seen some of the stuff he made for the DCC previously, some of the, the deity type things and stuff like that, I think that it's it's kind of infusing some of the flavor of that stuff into fantasy as opposed to doing like the Tolkien type thing. I'm curious. I'm curious and interested to see this game. I'm excited for it. And uh, real quick, just so that I don't, I, I don't mess it up. I'm going to pull the name of it up. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was, that's my next question. What is it called? And what is it going to be uh, released on? I'm assuming he's going to be doing like some type of itch or Kickstarter. So I don't, by the time this comes out, I don't know if it still will be on Kickstarter or not. It is currently on Kickstarter's recording this, but it may it's getting close to its end date, so we may this may it may be over with on Kickstarter. So you might have to follow it on a backer kit or something. But it's called Ruination Pilgrimage. Ruination Pilgrimage. It's worth checking out. I'm excited about it. Uh, he's he's done some really good stuff. The flavor of his fantasy is different a lot of times than the flavor of fantasy I get from just reg- the regular Dungeons and Dragons type thing. So I'm excited to see what he does there with his own fantasy setting or system. Using the mothership stuff. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that will be interesting. <laughs> we'll uh, see, because there should be some interesting skill sets and roles for that one. Yeah, it'll be neat. Now, the, he wrote this one, 25 Apparition Spirits and Hauntings. This is for both Old School Essentials and Dungeon Crawl Classics. So you can use this with a lot of different games. Yeah, so there's stat blocks for both systems. Now, obviously, OSE system is very compatible with many of the uh, o- OSR, NSR systems. Mm-hmm. I can use that with my castles and crusades games. You could probably use it with your Cairn or Knave games. You could use it with a, you could use it with your well, of course, your OSE or Swords and Wizardry. You can even use it with your old AD and D stuff if you're still just playing AD and D or Osric. Yeah, because uh, it does give you know both ascending and descending arm class as well as the thaco calculations and bonus to hit calculations depending which system you're using. <laughs> 
And also, I, I have used this in my game already. In my Castles and Crusades game, we've used ghosts from here. And they worked out well. They We didn't have, my, I'll be honest, when I introduced stuff from, from this book, my players did not engage too much. They tried to get out and escape and avoid. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably the right thing to do is to run, run away from it because some of these creatures in here, they're not low-level hit dice creatures. <laughs> and it gives you hit dice for all of them. For Most of them have full slap box. A few of them are hauntings that don't have stat blocks, but there's good stuff that goes with them that's worth checking out. They have like a haunted places, in like haunted carriages and things like that, which we'll get into as we as we go forward. Now, I, I don't I don't want to just go through each one of these. There's like there's so there's 25 total entries in the zine. Yep. The zine itself is about how many pages is this thing? About, about 20, 21 pages, maybe? Something 20, like that. It's not 20, pages. I, I don't see page numbers uh on the on the bottom or top of the page, so that may be not there. <laughs> But it's uh, according to this, he said haunted places on page twenty, so it looks like it's twenty total pages. Yeah, um, and it's got the big old uh, OGL license thing on two pages in the back because it was made for OSE and uh, Dungeon DCC. Crawl Class DCC Dungeon Crawl Classics. Yeah, each 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 not monster, each ghost seems to have its own thing going on. I, I have one thing I've noticed about these ghosts when reading through them. Some of these ghosts you can't hit with normal weapons, and it's explicitly stated. And you have to have, like, silver will do half damage, or magic and stuff will harm them. So my question is, the ones that aren't, uh, it's not noted that they're they're immune to regular weapons, are they still regular weapons? Can take them out? Because it seems weird that I could just take a hammer and beat up a ghost. It would be, because how are you going <laughs> to hit it? But... Um... For a lot of them, it's your traditional, like you said, silver and magic weapons, or you need some type of uh, whatever holy item <laughs> or holy sigil to drive them off because they're undead. And some of these also give you more interesting ways to deal with them. Not all of them, but some of them seem more like 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 the one that I the first one that I messed with was the spirit of contagion. Let's I'm gonna start there. The very middle is number fourteen. Whenever a disease ravages a location, there's a good chance spirits of contagion are, are created. As much a psychic collection of pain and suffering as individual spirit, those minor ghosts manifest as a person afflicted with various diseases. During combat, they lose form and begin turning into sickly green blob covered in stores, scabs, and oozing wounds. So I think one thing about the spirit of contagion is I'm not going to use the spirit of contagion just as a, I randomly rolled it, you ran into it. I'm probably going to use the ghosts in here, especially like like this one, to craft an adventure around where we have the contagion. So when I used this, I pulled out, I was running it for Castles and Crusades, I pulled up my CNC books, and they have all kinds of charts in the back of the Castle Keeper's Guide, I believe it was, for diseases and contagions and what they do. Some of the folks ended up with contagions during the adventure and the encounter, they ended up getting sick, and we used those random charts to see what the disease was from on the back of the Castle Keeper's Guide. This doesn't have the charts for the sicknesses. That was something I pulled out of the Castle Keeper's right. Guide to use in there. But the point being is that these, each one of these seems like most of them you could really build an entire night's game out of an encounter with one of these. Well, sure. This could be definitely a Monster of the Week type of uh, situation. Mm -hmm. They're certainly powerful enough and nasty enough to keep you occupied. 
with some background, like you said. One of the ones is different is the expired entanglement. It has kind of a zombie corpse as well as the soul ripping out of it. So you have a different way you're going to deal with both the corpse and the soul, which is interesting. So it's a little more complex of a of a well it's a it's a a two-parter right (laughs) yeah it's a (laughs) two-parter it's a two-parter just because you defeated the first thing which was the corpse there's a chance that um that ghost isn't gonna go away (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so the ghost can stick around after you defeat the corpse itself and it has different rules and its own its own parameters to deal with which is cool and interesting the booming blob number six i want to talk about that one for a minute it's a black it's a floating black blob very grotesque, <laughs> and it, and it and it takes you over. There's like a is it, this is the one right the blooming blob that, that that can take you over undead make undead possession a single target must make the wisdom check or become a possessed. This thing reminds me of uh, you ever watch Supernatural? Uh, no, I've only seen the Scooby Doo episode <laughs> of Supernatural. They got demon. The people get possessed by demons. It, it enters you through some kind of like dark mist or something blobby type thing and it, it reminds me of the demons in supernatural pretty much well it's interesting because this blob will also return after being defeated if you don't destroy its mortal peace so it, again it reminds me a lot of those demons in yeah exactly supernatural, you know, <laughs> just because you've defeated it it may come back unless you de- destroy its core essence form one of my favorites of these is there's a there's there's one that's interesting before i get to my favorite just because i pulled it open i don't want to skip it over is the loyal hounds last act number 12 yeah i saw that one that was interesting because that's not actually a monster per se (laughs) no it's your it's your it's your pet coming back to help you out (laughs) your pet comes back to help you Correct, and it, and it doesn't have to be a hound. It said it could be a cat or something else as well. Well, they said what? Call back a cat, hamster, goldfish, toad. <laughs> so when you when your pet goldfish passes, it can come back to help you in your in your direst moments. Uh, I don't know how the pet goldfish is going to help you, but hey. <laughs> well, you know, maybe the goldfish will go um, shooting down into the, and poke the guy in the eye, or shoot down his throat, or something. You know, there's stuff they can they can do. Give him some indigestion and diarrhea. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It, it doesn't have to be attacked, though. You guide the party back to the road or civilization and help them in different ways, right? Not just attacking them. So maybe the goldfish will guide you out of the river. I don't and know. And it, it's only going to help you once, apparently, according to this. So you can only get that help from your passed away pet one time. I like the ghostly wagon. That was number 16. A number 16. And this one, this is one of the ones that doesn't have stats per se, but if you get to a point in this encounter, then you can probably, there's enough ghosts in here and elsewhere that you could, you could go with stats if you need them. Yeah. But the ghostly wagon does give you some nice background material and can, and can hurt you pretty badly, actually. (laughs) And it's got a kind of a quote here to read. And I like it. I think if we were to run into it, I would just read directly from the book because I think it works. Everybody in these parts knows about the ghost wagon. First, you see the swaying of lanterns. Then you hear the creaking of the wagon, the clomping of the horse's feet. Finally, you see it and wish you had not witnessed the passing of the ghost wagon. And then we have some random charts of what we see. 
Well, that's assuming that we're going to hang around long enough to see what manifests. I'm going to run, going to run. Going to run away, right? This one, I don't know why this one gives me a huge Scooby-Doo vibe, but it does. (laughs) In my mind, when I'm thinking of this. Well, it does, because a lot of the scenarios are very Scooby-Doo-ish. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. I'm going to roll on the ghost wagon real quick and see what I come up with. What is the ghost wagon and how does it manifest? There's a lot of cool options. I'm going to roll, see what the, I rolled number one. Number one, what is this? A wagon carrying dead soldiers back from the war and ghostly soldiers sit astride their own torn bodies. That's a little bit freaky. Ooh, kind of like was that I like that. It's kind of that seventh seal type thing. Right. What should you never do? That's a D8. I I wrote a six. Have a light shining as the coach passes. Never have a light shining as the coach passes. I wonder what happens. (laughs) Yeah, but if if you see this thing at night, you're probably gonna be carrying something but lantern or torch, right? So things might not be good. No. <laughs> what should you always do? I rolled a one. Huh. Make, Make a holy, holy sign. sign to protect your party. Yeah. But 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 Logar, I'm an atheist. What should oh. I do? <laughs> um, just a circle A might be helpful for me. That's oh, I like that. I can think of. <laughs> right. I would I would agree with you. I mean, I yes. <laughs> We're gonna do the circle A. And then we're going to hold that in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> what does the wagon do? This is a D4. You want to roll that one? Yeah, I wrote a four. Save versus wands or not be able to sleep that night. Therefore, not healing or gaining spells the next day. So you're so scared that you can't get a full night of rest to be able to re- regain any hit points or learn Ooh. any spells. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, each of the each of the different ghosts in here seems to have a different sort of shtick and thing that it does. Uh, there is a interesting one with mirrors that seems like it would be. Um, I I'd, I'd I'd contemplate how I'd run it because it seems like it could be a fun one to run. And this thing watches you in reflections and haunts you, and it gives you random charts as it kind of stalks you going on. And that's number eight, the watcher in the mirror. Yep. There's ghosts for specifically like cold area regions, people who died of the cold. There's one ghost that's just a uh, it sort of animates uh, a living mass of, of bones and stuff, and it uses those buns, bones as bludgeoning objects to get you. Different poltergeists and whatnot, but but towards the end is one I'd like to touch on. We also get the haunted places. Oh, this is more of the location. Yeah, it's more a location and probably a location that you can use some of these ghosts in. But it, it's it works well with the rest of the stuff. And okay, I've got a ghost. Now let's let, let's roll this up and see. And it kind of gives you some stuff to build a little adventure around in the haunted place you go to. I mean, this is also very Scooby Dooish as well, too. Yeah, except they don't have like the what the the. The evil white capitalist as the uh, <laughs> yeah cause of the haunting. We can add that. We can add that. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes just saying this place is haunted isn't enough. Here are some quick ideas to add a bit more detail. They may help flash out a mini adventure or on the fly when needed. So let's do. Let's just. We're running close at time. Let's real quick. Uh, there's a D8 to start with. Let's. Why is it haunted? Number seven. It's a place of dark necromantic rituals. Ooh, visuals. Right. Visuals. I wrote a seven as well, too. Glowing orbs floating. Hmm. Audibles. I rolled a three. Oh, 
There's some body groaning. Oh, oh. Uh, is it? <laughs> what is haunting this place is a D12. I wrote a 10. Nimble Wraith. So we know which of the ghosts it is that's haunting yes. here. Solving the haunting is a D6. I rolled a six. You gotta bless the area. Well, bless I, was, I was like, I was hoping it was gonna be <laughs> defeat the evil, evil capitalist. But maybe, maybe we can add that later on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will add that. I will add that in my adventures, anyways, because I normally do. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. It's like solving the haunting. It is the rich baron <laughs> with the candlestick in the library. <laughs> so I can say. Of a lot of the zines that I've, I I talk about on here, this is one that I have used and am going to continue to use. I find useful stuff in it for my games. And I suggest it. It's not the biggest one, but what is there? Pretty useful, pretty handy for a game. So it's published, again, by Don Stroud on Psychota Press. That's his, that, that's his his imprint there. And now the, the back cover price is $8. I can't remember how much I paid for it. <laughs> But it's not it's not the most uh, expensive one. But but for so, like as many games as I can get out of this, it's worth it. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at logarhale.com. We're on Patreon. Can you support patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards? And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them, roll them, roll them, even when there's ghosts around you.